0: I want to start with last night.
1: (laughs) Wait, we're supposed to talk about their love story. (laughs) They did just tell us that they had an epic drag down fight last night.
0: So what happened last night?
2: Well, like always, we're uh, squeezing in real life heaviness in between all the chaos of life. So we're hosting Supper Club. We're getting ready for Supper Club. Was it about where to, um, where to heat up the fajita meat? Is that where it started?
3: <laughs> That's where it started.
1: That's <laughs> where it started. You got to
0: bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's
1: (laughs) Not going to happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't
0: share that story. Hang on, did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're a visionary. I see your
1: connection here. (laughs) Love
0: or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And we are on a long journey. A long, long, long journey. 100 plus couples to find out this crazy question is it possible for both of us to be living out our purpose stay in love and raise a healthy family
1: can we do it? Can we do it? It's a question mark every day.
0: <laughs> every day. We just turned in our manuscript, the first for a book we're writing together on the topic. And the first one, our publisher said, you guys didn't answer the question at the end. like <laughs>
1: Because we were like, it's well, still we're debatable. still trying to figure
0: it out. They're like, well, you need to have an answer.
1: We need an answer. We they need some ex- closure <laughs> to accept this book. They
0: <laughs> uh, But today we got really fun friends. Uh, we, <laughs> we started off quite... Quite enjoyable, talking about a fight they had last night.
1: Oh, yeah. Leading with a fight is always a great way to start a podcast.
0: Yeah, they are awesome, though. And it was fun fun to catch up with them over, yeah. so over the internet. So
1: this is uh, Kyle and Jen Sepa They have been married 18 years. Uh, Kyle runs specialty food services, and Jen uh, runs the Bay Area Homeschool Academy, and she's also a musician. And they are living the full, full life.
0: Oh my goodness. Nine children. Yes. And two grandchildren. And I think that they're younger than we are.
1: (laughs) They are younger than we are. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what we should be listening for.
0: So first of all, nine kids, life with nine kids. We're going to hear all about it. Number two, Hurricane Harvey. And number three, the summer breakup.
1: Yes, they are so fun. And we know that you are going to love them as much as we love them. So we want to introduce you to our dearest, dearest friends, Kyle and Jen Sepa.
3: So we were in high school and we dated all through high school okay. during actual school year. But during the summer, she broke up with me to go sow her wild oats or do whatever oh, she wanted. Oh, wow. Is this every
1: yeah. summer, Jen? Every summer. It was. It was.
2: It was. I, I just felt like we always needed a break right around <laughs> the summertime. I don't know. like It was wow. terrible. <laughs> so wait, so you had date other.
3: She's pretty, but she's not nice. Oh, yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> that that's not so true. I, it was really, there were some reasons for that. I sure. felt like we were too consumed with each other. Maybe there were some physical temptations that we shouldn't be dealing with. Yes. And so I felt like we needed to, and then also too, like, am I sure he's the guy? Like, so well, was yeah, she was. She, that.
3: she carried a baby name book around with her. So oh the conversation gosh. was always like, I know we're fourteen, but are you the one? Are we gonna make it? You know, like Okay, so this started
0: but wait, this started when you were fourteen. No, we're fifteen. And then every school year you were together, every summer Jen was (laughs) with other people. That's correct.
1: (laughs) So when did the the breakup stop? Like when did you figure out that he was the one?
2: Senior summer. Senior summer? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because we were like, let's get married. And our parents were like, why don't y'all make it through the summer first? (laughs) Let's have a summer
1: that you don't break up. Right. And so we
3: did. So after we graduated high school, we made it a summer without breaking up. Mm -hmm. And she was interning as a worship leader at a church um, over that summer. And she told all of them like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy. I'm going to marry this guy. And they all laughed at her. And so she was going back to do like a weekend retreat for them in November.
2: Yeah. Sometime in the fall, fall, sometime in the
3: fall. And so she told me, I can't go back to that church.
2: I want to show up and be like engaged. Like, Because they were giving me a hard time. Like, you're too young. You're too young. And I'm like, I'm not too young. Basically, you're 18. Right. I mean, and that (laughs) is so
1: old and so wise and mature.
0: So she says... I can't go back without being engaged. And you say,
1: here's a ring.
0: Here's a ring. Pulled
1: out of the gumball machine or like you had it.
3: I I had it. I mean, we went through the summer. Both of us were going away to college. I was going to go to Texas A&M. She was going to go to SMU. And I vividly remember standing in her parents' kitchen and having a conversation that was like, look, either we stay here and get married or we break up and go to college. I'm not going to do this. I'm at college. You're at college. And we're trying to make it work three hours apart or four hours apart. Like, it let's w- just make it a decision. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. We know no. truth, Oh, good Lord.
0: No, it would not have worked. So you got engaged. You went back to We got, the, got engaged. We to, yep. got married. uh March. About, yeah, so it was about 10, ten months, months
1: after we graduated high school. And you didn't go to college then? We didn't
2: go away to college.
3: No. Jen. Uh, I got a
2: job as a, as a receptionist.
3: Yeah, I I did community college, online college, jumped around, um, but was doing sales for a Christian newspaper. And I, if you a can very, imagine, a very
2: hot
1: market. Oh yeah, guys. guys, that's a you
3: make a lot of money selling
2: <laughs> ads to
3: Christians. And can
1: I ask a question real quick?
3: <laughs> sure.
1: Did you get married at 18? 19. We were 19. Oh my we were God. three months after 18. Wow. Oh, you might be the youngest. Youngest
0: they, married that we have interviewed. Actually, I don't think we've really asked how so, they probably that's were. That's young, y'all.
1: It's a, yeah. it's a safe claim. I mean, it's, it doesn't yeah. get much older than that. Yeah. So. What do you think about your kids now that are yeah, coming up to this, to like, 18-year-old age and then said to you... Jen and I have
3: different opinions on this. I did a several years stint as a college minister at a church. And so often I was talking to people about getting married. They were wanting to get married. And I would always tell people, I don't recommend anybody get married young, yeah. you know? And uh, I just say, it's really hard. You don't know who you are. Jen and I are completely different people, both of us, right. than who we were when we got married. Right. And so I just think there's so we're much we're growth totally and change. better. We're way better. <laughs> but- Go ahead. What's your what's your take? I
2: say that I I would say like encountering to that, like that we're different people and you don't know who you are, is that like that happens at any at any age you grow and you change over time. So I think that that time you get married wouldn't necessarily affect that, although you're especially young and lost when you're that young. I do get that. But I always see it as a little bit of protection, like, um, that the world is really scary, like having so many daughters, Mm. like them being single and in the world, uh, kind of is like an overwhelming thought to me so I'm always like you know if a really awesome guy came around and was like here I'll keep an eye on her I'd be like thank god you're so great you know maybe that would be a good fit you know whereas
1: I'm like mm. Kyle disagrees
2: he's shaking yeah. his head over there I don't know I'm not opposed much to it
3: most people are just young and dumb still at yeah 18 19 I just think there's but a lot can of you be girls. young
2: and dumb together and then you're kind of safer right
1: safer in pairs no? Well, I think
0: that's probably. I mean, that's probably until divorce happens. I don't know. I'm not gonna (laughs) say. But you You got 18. We're
2: almost 18 years married though. Next month, the high five. I
0: congratulations. And and over the course of 18 years, now there's a you've kind of alluded to this a little bit. You have some children. Yeah, we have a few. How many? We We have nine children in total. Yes. And how many animals? Just out of curiosity.
3: Right now we have three, and one is pregnant. So she's gonna. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> so nine yeah.
0: children. Nine so children.
1: tell us how uh, nine kids came. Is this something you've always wanted? You came from big families. You said this is we want big family, or is this just kind of happened?
3: Yeah, I, I think that we we did always want a bigger nine. family. I don't think we ever wanted nine.
2: Never, never thought um, of nine.
3: <laughs> So no, just just that for people, ridiculous. just for people listening. Jen has not birthed nine children. No. okay, okay.
1: She has birthed six, which yeah. is still remarkable.
3: Incredible. Yes, still absolutely very
1: remarkable. Yeah, and
3: she still looks amazing.
1: Oh, hey, what in the world? We had a fight last night. <laughs> she, is um, like a, she is a straight hottie. She is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Straight Let's go.
3: <laughs> Where are we going after this?
1: Oh <laughs> so, my god. Birth six children, the rest are adopted. So she birthed. Hey God, birthed I do birthed. have to say,
0: I do have to interject and say, we know you guys from camp. And I remember year after year, everyone would be like, Kyle, did you get a vasectomy? Kyle, did you get it? Like, that was like the... it did
1: happen, guys.
0: It's, it's, happened. Happened. it's happened. It was the best thousand bucks in my life. Okay, good. good. All right.
1: So we're so, not having any more children. So not
0: uh, uh, six children biologically, three through adoption, correct. right? And
2: we, and we did want a big family, but. Um, We never imagined it this way, but now we could never imagine it any different. Only eight live at home. Our oldest daughter is adopted. She's married and has two kids, so we're also grandparents. Oh, my goodness. They live in the same town as us, so we get to see them often, and that's been... Whenever she was in high school, I thought, "Oh my gosh, we made the worst decision. This is probably going to tear apart our family, and we are so stupid." And now I'm like, "Oh, God is so good. He got us through, and it's very sweet." So mm-hmm. it's, that was like a, a hard point, and it's also like also like one of the biggest blessings. So yeah. yeah.
3: And then our two boys, we all six girl, all six
2: biological, biological or girls, mm-hmm. and
3: then we have two adopted boys who are African
0: Americans who uh, are. Through the just Houston CBS. Houston CPS Houston system, County. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the unique thing having a family that large, um, we've kind of experienced this watching your family. There, it, it's interesting because there's like these roles that naturally start to happen, right? Could you share mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Like wh- how how does your house work with that many kids?
2: Well, all the girls think they're in charge because they're like little bossy tyrants, yeah. right? Little mamas. Little mamas. Oh, yeah. oh, we call that mamas. Bossy tyrants equal mama, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I mean,
3: every everybody plays their role. Um, you know, you've got Tanner, who is now, she's our oldest. She's 16. She's driving, you know, so that's, most people told us, oh, you're going to be so sad when your kid starts driving and all this stuff. And we were like.
1: Hallelujah. I oh, guess. Yeah.
3: amazing. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Because
1: now it's not all because of you look, guys yeah. to do the driving. Yeah. The just a little bit of the load. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. You know, um, but yeah, everybody plays a role. I mean, we've got the two littles that, you know, are literally insane. And then, um, the boys are just,
2: the boys are actually awesome. They're awesome. The they're, girls are way worse than boys. I feel like in our house, our girls are uh, way the boys
3: are amazing. Um, <clears throat> You know, Presley's are are nurturer, responsible, yes. like cares deeply for things and people. You know, so it's it's just interesting seeing each one of the children's dynamic and yeah. you know their hearts and and who they are.
0: And logistically, question for you: If you go mm-hmm. grocery shopping, how many like uh, carts does it take to feed your family? <laughs> Why don't you tell them how you go grocery it's shopping? Like-
2: now? <laughs> Well, I've been doing curbside pickup. Okay. So, the,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. Been awesome. But the other day, I actually went into the grocery store and I called him. He's like, Where are you at? And I'm like, I'm at the grocery store. This is like vintage gin. Like, I'm actually getting my own curbside. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that sounds terrible. But that curbside, man, that is such Huge, a right? thing. Yeah. So, but it, it's like it really one ginormously full basket with like bags hanging off of every like little hook on the side of the cart or, or two or two well-rounded baskets yeah. Yeah. it's the, a lot of food the you know? 15
3: passenger van sure helps loading <laughs> at curbside yes
2: I mean have you ever had anyone so cool on this podcast guys I mean, 15 <laughs> passenger van we basically own run our own orphanage with children. <laughs> For a camp, it's like a mix between an orphanage and a camp, right?
0: all right. But I know you guys are joking, you know, you, you can make light of it, you can laugh at yourselves, all that stuff. But this has become an incredible life for you two, right? Like, this is like um, a beautiful thing. So, talk to us about the beautiful moments that you see in a family that large.
3: It's never quiet, like, it, it, there's is that all... beautiful, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean. You... It, there's always something going on. There's always somebody having fun, wanting to have fun, wanting to do something. I think it's great that whenever uh, I'm not stressed and I come home, that like, you know, I'm met at the door like, hey, let's throw the football. Let's go outside. Let's do this. Dad, let's do this art project. Hey, will you come help me? do You know, there's just always something going on. It's a, it's a very, it's a house full of a lot of life always. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jeff, you were asking uh, what... Uh, what each person, you know, contributes kind of a thing and what what each role looks like. I mean, each one of them have their different passions too. And so it's really cool. Like, you know, whether it's dance or acting or art or sports, you know, everybody's got their thing. And so just to see that and get to be part of it is pretty cool. I mean, it's something special.
2: It is. And we actually, this was um, a part of our conversation last night also was just that like, sometimes it can be, it's, it's challenging but I feel like the cha- everyone has different challenges in their life, you know, like, so um, having a big family like this, we would never choose it different now. You know, it's just like, no matter if you have three kids or nine kids, there's not one of them that you could look at and be like, well, you know, maybe if we just didn't have that one, it would be easier, <laughs> you know, like, that's not how it works. Like after they're here and they're a part of, they're mixed in, like, I remember when after getting the boys they began to be that, that moment where you can't remember life without them, you know, and that happens so fast with each one. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, I can't even remember life before them, but you know, like, and even with Dawn, our oldest adopted and getting married, it's like, we can't even remember life before her husband, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll like save memories. Like, were you here for that? You had to have been, were you, you know, like, because like, it just, it all blurs together. And like Kyle said, it's a lot of life, And it's challenging at times. It's exhausting. Everybody has their different needs and um, that are, that are all different, unique ways that they um, mm -hmm. express love and need love expressed to them. But um, it hasn't
3: come uh, having a family this size, I think probably any family size, to be honest, doesn't come without sacrifice. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, there, maybe we were young and dumb and didn't realize some of the sacrifices we were making as we added all of these children into Mm -hmm. the family.
2: But we just had another one last like two years ago.
3: (laughs) Right. Um, But you you know, like, and where I'm headed with this is as I'm hearing her talk and I think about the amount Jen invests in the family that I don't get to invest in because of work or whatever. And Jen does a lot of work, but my travel, I should say, um, is like, the sacrifice of um, Jen doing music and things like that, you know, like that took away seasons of her life where it was a, it was really a decision was made. Like, I can't, I can't do both. Mm. And that was something we were talking about this morning, following up on last night was like, where does something need to give right now so that you're not so stressed, Mm. you know,
2: Um, talking about me.
3: And so I was thinking about that as she was talking, like,
2: yeah, the
3: family's amazing. It's, Out of this world, we wouldn't change anything. But in
2: every season, there's choices and sacrifices to make that season work. And the seasons change, you know, just as each kid gets older or, you know, like just like when a baby stops, stops taking a nap. And all of a sudden the days changed because the schedule at home or when, you know, Tanner starts driving. So now the season has changed. You know, like there's always like little adjustments that happen to the season and the climate of the family and and for work for both of us and the different things we're involved in. Like, you know, so you have to edit as you go. It's like a constant molding pot of like how to keep making this work and function and, you know, try to make it as smooth as possible. But it's challenging, but it's good. And I can't imagine it any other way. But we were talking about that. One of the challenges is that there are sometimes even people we're close to that just don't get us. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's so much of us that's like, here with all these kids and like literally we understand that people look in and be like, what the hell is wrong with them? (laughs) You know, like, and that's okay. You know, like Mm. that's okay. But every now and then we can feel it. And we're like, that's cool. Like, I don't know that they totally get us, but that's all right. You Mm -hmm. know, because like you said, we can make light of it, but we love our life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we do love our life. Mm -hmm. So it's not, um, and even when it's tiring, even when it's stressful, we love what we've been entrusted with, with all these kids. Mm -hmm. But it is a zoo,
1: so. <laughs> I would like to go back to a time that I don't think um, listeners know about that you were involved in the flood, right? The oh, yeah. Houston flood. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big That was a big time. That was a big moment in your life. I would love for you guys to share what happened, your experience, Jen. Mm-hmm. You were pregnant. It was very. Uh, it was very- let's let's and and then what that kind of ultimately taught you as you're on the other side of that
3: yeah um and I'll be so brief on this leading up to the flood we had just finalized the adoption with our boys Mm -hmm. so two and a half years of CPS um, all up
2: in your business.
3: Once a month, two times a month, just critiquing every single thing you, you remember do. Remember, they
2: started coming overnight.
3: Yeah, doing overnight visits because we were considered a group home. Because so we had too up. many kids, so yeah, they would so come they would, in the middle at of the two a.m. and to come do an inspection. So we oh finalized God. that just before the flood, and I can't imagine how it would have been had we not done that before the flood. Yeah, so right. I want
1: to, yeah. and literally for the month who, before, right? People oh, that who that was divinely. Like
3: absolutely, set
1: like it, yeah,
3: people who go through that process, there's just a special heart and 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 feels you have for them who are going through CPS kind yes. of thing. Yeah, um, on both sides, parents, who, yes, yeah, you and know
1: biological, yeah, yes, exactly,
3: All of it. yeah. Um, so Harvey, we were um, we live on a major creek in our area, so there is some risk in that. Um, but we had no idea it was going to be what it was, and. About two o'clock in the morning, um, water was coming into the house. Jen was four centimeters dilated and pregnant. And um, power was out. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was upstairs.
2: We, We actually had planned on just, we were like, we can make it upstairs, you know? So we had fresh water and snacks already up there in case like, you know, cause we were, everyone was kind of prepared. It had passed us by the first night, the creek had receded, but then it came on like with the fury, like through that next afternoon and evening and nighttime. And so we're all upstairs with no power thing. And we could, we could just do this, but you know, the kids, the soon the, as the fan goes off, everyone's like wide awake, like what's going on. It's like, just go back to bed. But that's, that yeah. doesn't happen.
3: So we, um, so I got a call from a brother-in-law who was like, "Hey, you need me to come get you? I hear it's flooding bad." Um, and I said, uh, "I don't know." And Jen said, "Yes." <laughs> so, um, well, but first she had we already called,
2: called. We called Friendswood, like we called the local police to see if they had any. My biggest fear, because you hear about floodwaters, like is that you would when you drive in floodwaters that like you'll cross a bridge and it'll be like this raging river of death that'll like wash your car away. So I was like, I don't know how bad it is. I don't think we should get in the van and load up all these children and risk like the car being like washed away on a street, you know? Mm-hmm. Keep in so- mind
3: she's keep in mind she's pregnant and you know that's playing a role in the way that she's reacting to things because it was not as calm as she's talking. It was fairly right. tense. It
2: was tense. And but we called that we called basically nine one one, and they said they didn't have any emergency vehicles that they could send for us. So and, we were kind of like. And at this bas- time,
0: there's f- a few feet of water in your house, even right? It we was
2: less than a foot. Uh, yeah, it
0: wasn't a foot just yet. Um, that's I mean, it was it was several inches for yeah, sure. I mean. But-
2: We were like, okay, well, they said, just stay where you are. If you have a second story, just stay where you are. That's what they kind of were telling us. So we were like, okay, but then it kind of kept, I think it wasn't until I had to go to the bathroom and we had just started remodeling the upstairs bathroom so we didn't have a toilet upstairs at all. So I was walking downstairs into the like rising water to go to the bathroom, and I'm pregnant. So I had I had gone a couple times, and like <laughs> and like I get down there, and all of a sudden, one of the first things that like starts bubbling up when all this happens is like sewage and stuff coming toilet. up. Yeah, and so I was just like s- like going to the bathroom, waiting barefoot in this water, pregnant, thinking wow. all of a sudden like this actually may not be a good choice. Like yeah. you know. Uh, so
3: our brother-in-law shows up in a big giant truck. You know, we live in Texas and so everyone has trucks. So it is a Mm Texas-sized truck with a lift and, and everything you need on it. Um, and so he comes down the street, he gets stuck the first time the water was too high. He goes around, um, ends up driving up in someone's yard and we begin carrying kids out of the door. Now, at this point, the water is high in the street. We're two, two and a half feet, maybe more. You know, as we're carrying kids over our head, animals and and Jen's wading through this, you know, water, four centimeters dilated, ready to have a baby. we evacuate, we get to another house.
2: Our brother-in-law took us to Kyle's parents' house, okay, where we tried to rest. We got everyone there around like three in the morning or something, and then we're wake up there and there it's like, I loved it. Cause it was like the smell of bacon. Like they're trying to make it like comforting, you know, of course they don't have enough bacon in their house to feed all of our people. So there's like four, four slices of bacon and like a hundred kids, you know, like, so, but it's like they're trying to serve coffee and bacon and make it all comforting. But like, we're looking outside and the water is literally lapping their door because wow. they live on a different Creek. So it was like one of those like surreal moments of being like, we are like safe, like right this second, but we can't stay here. I felt like it was in a movie, you know? So it was kind of like, we got to go again. Like we can't stay here. And so then we evacuated that house also. And that was even deeper. And
3: that was, yeah, that was much deeper. So we evacuated. um, Water continued to rise. I wasn't able to go back to our house for probably two or three days. Um, And then I was able to get in there and it was like literally... Neck deep, going through the street. Whenever I was finally, and that I mean, the storm had passed. Yeah, you know, two or three days, and um, and there was just so much water before I was able to get in the house, and and um, and the house ended up with about four and a half feet of water in it, and um, yeah. So, so where where do you no find
0: no a place to stay? Like, yeah, that, that. was that was
3: amazing. Uh, you know, our story kind of got out there that we had this many kids. Jen was you know about to give birth, and. Shannon, just amazing family, um, had a home uh, that had not flooded, uh, that had plenty of space for our family, and said, Hey, we're not going to be there. Uh, we actually are staying at our other house. You guys are welcome to it. It's unlocked. Not only that, there's a car there for you guys to drive. Yes, so and nice. just an amazing, amazing time where people just came together and blessed us. Yeah. And then another family saying, Hey, we've got a van. We're yeah. great friends of ours saying, We've got a van you guys can drive. And so, We lived there for about three to four months, um, waiting to find out if FEMA was going to let us rebuild the house. Um, and, and then when they did, we just hit the ground running so we could get back to our home.
1: Yeah. And how, what has that experience just taught you or what, what's your biggest thing? I mean, I can, I probably could think of like 10 things right now that I would be thinking about, but what is, what? now after you're so far separated that you look back and think this is what we learned or this was what was most impactful?
3: I think just living open-handed, you know, so many people during that time um, were unbelievably gracious and generous and just served with like such um, sacrificial love of themselves and their time and their money it was an amazing time in this area. It was like overwhelming and
2: devastating, but like so uplifting at the same time. Yeah. To be
3: in the Houston area during that time, you felt beat up, but like so supported. Yeah. It was, it was unreal the way people in the community came together, whether you knew them or not, uh, you know, an organization or a church or just Joe from next door. It, It was unbelievable. So, um,
2: yeah. Like I've, we haven't done it yet. Cause this is how it goes. But I, I had, I've told you and I've told the kids, like I would love for on the anniversary of Harvey every year to like, like intentionally find someone to help, like just in the, like, you know, spirit of Harvey. Cause we were so helped, you know, hmm. and like let that be a time when we're intentional with our family, not like that we shouldn't be doing that all year, but like, just like to honor. I also think about just remembering, it's good to remember and to remember how God provides and how he's been faithful. And like, to, mm-hmm. it's good for us to remember and talk amongst ourselves. And it's good for us to share that with other people and be the motivation of why you can help someone else in their hard time. So maybe this yeah, is the, I, I, I think,
1: think <laughs> I, <laughs> now that that is, is spoken that to I'm exist it out there, like let's do it this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think one of the hardest
2: things <laughs> to be during
3: that time was being, an entrepreneur, I think, what it is is you see a problem and you want to help, and you 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 see a solution that you think you can create for them. Mm-hmm. And so, during Harvey, for me, it was especially hard. And Jenna's wired the same way; like we couldn't help.
1: Mm-hmm. We
3: were the ones needing help. Yeah. And so it was so hard for us to sit back. And not be the ones solving the problem, not be the ones doing it. Well, we also were, in general,
2: we're really bad at accepting help. Yeah, and too. Just in general, so that was really overwhelming. Someone did like a GoFundMe. One of my my best friend growing up did like a GoFundMe, and people gave money because we didn't. Have, we lost our all of our cars. We had we had two cars, and then we had just gotten a car that he was going to fix up, like a big van, whatever. We lost them all, so like we didn't have anything. And so they did a GoFundMe and it totally raised enough money for us to go buy a new van that would fit our whole family. And that was so overwhelming because we're Mm -hmm. like, by like personality and who we are. We're not takers. Like we're always the ones like doing all the work or whatever. And it's just hard to accept help for us. Mm -hmm. So that was really humbling and amazing and probably really good for us growth wise to have to do that, you know, be in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: well, you kind of referred to earlier. I mean, both of you guys have entrepreneurial spirits, um, mm-hmm. I, but you talked about the stress that goes along with that. Yeah, and so, and I've personally related with that. But I, I want to ask Jen, how do you, how do you help in those stressful moments when Kyle is overwhelmed? Um, yeah, what have you learned about that that you can... Yeah,
2: well, that was kind of our fight last night because he was like, I sometimes will tell him gently, like, it's kind of like you're going, like, it's kind of like a little toddler fit what you're doing right now. So are you, that's I know never you're never helpful when she like, says that. No,
0: I could see that not, not helpful.
2: But like, I know that you're stressed, but like acting like this, like, you know, the stomping of the feet and like the whatever, he doesn't really do that. But that's kind of how I see it. I'm like, what are you doing yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, you know it is hard and that was our conversation exactly last night is what can i do to help when you're this because he'll be like well i don't think anyone understands no one and i'm like i'm not claiming to know exactly the weight that you're carrying but how am i supposed to help because also you it it playing out like this where you're happy and then frustrated and like because he'll It sometimes i think when he's most stressed it can be up and down like and it bleeds
1: thing, into the family Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I'm just like, that, that, this isn't healthy. So like, what can we do? You know, but I try to do all the normal things. And that's what I told him. I was like, I try to make sure he likes to go on dates all the time. This guy could date every night, party man out. And that makes me feel special kind of, but I like to stay home and be my PJ. (laughs) So like, I'm like, all right, like, let's go. I'll try to go on dates with him. We try to have sex just whenever he needs it on a drop of a hat. So that can be what thing. Um, but other than that, I'm always like, okay, I'm, I don't know what else to do for you. So what can, yeah, what and, and, can I, I do mean, help, that's, okay? let's let's make
3: up. Jeff, I mean, I'm glad you asked that question because <laughs> that's our current problem. And, you know, I think it is. And and Jeff, you and I have talked many times. So maybe we you have. relate. It, it's just you. there are times you feel very alone in the stress and the pressure that you're carrying.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and you realize that it's self-induced you know you're the one who created this like you're the one who wants to do this and it's not that I don't want to do what I'm doing it's that I just don't know where to go sometimes with that you know and you feel um yeah alone in it and that was last night was you know uh, you know I was almost in tears saying like you know I called so-and-so today just to just to say like I don't this is so heavy right now oh,
2: you know yeah. And, and I, so, of course, the, the fight takes a different turn when he looks like he's about to start crying. Cause I'm like, oh, well, great. Now I can't really do that. <laughs> I got to get back to him. Like, petting
1: him, and you're going to be okay, babe. I'm so the night did, not, <laughs> just, the the night did not end
0: with a kiss or sex. So it was not, it not and apparently work. it really wasn't about fajitas, let's be honest. It was, <laughs> right. not about it was not about where to warm the
2: meat. That's just what, you
0: know. Got no, I think, I. you know, we, were, we had a similar conversation last night, and I think, <laughs> is that fair to say?
1: Conversation, yeah. Yeah, sure. So nice. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs>
0: It was actually a lot calmer than it has <laughs> been, been before. In yeah. other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I can definitely relate, Kyle, where you feel like no one else understands what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and Andre always gets frustrated with me because she's like, well, you're in charge. Like, you can not have to do all these things. Like, you don't have to feel responsible. You can just <laughs> delegate that to everyone, or you can just leave, or you're in control of your own schedule. She says these statements, which. Everything that she says is true. It's like it. All those things are true, but that doesn't change necessarily the stress that I feel, the anxiety that I feel, Mm -hmm. the tensions that are within me. Like even if I handed all those to everyone else, it doesn't go away. Yeah. So we get we get caught up in that tension also. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What are you? You're being really quiet, Andrew. What are you thinking?
1: I think I think it's hard you know, as a partner in that, to you know, Jen, I feel you like it's hard to figure out how to support that. But also, you know, like you said, like this can't dictate the environment of our house. Like your stress and your mood can't change like everything in our house the second you walk in the door. And I think, you know, our kids feel it and people feel it. And so, I think that's also hard to navigate, right? When, is. when it that is hard to When that feels that way. So it's like, it's a both and. Like I want him to walk in the door and feel safe and feel like he can let that out to me, right? Because I want to be his person. I want that to be true. But then it's also that same, in that same hand of like, dude, you just ruined the entire space of the night because you just... Lost your loving mind, you know, and so it, it's so hard. So it's-
3: fajita meats. Well, yes. that's, that's I think that's the current like tension. With the fajita. Driving
2: back to these damn
0: fajitas. Good lord. I'm
2: just saying. I will say, in agreeing with you, Andre, is that like I am Kyle's biggest fan. Like right. I yeah. have, I have some wives that are like, "How do you do that?" Like I am all for the ideas. And I mean, some of them, I just listen, but, but like, I am all for it. Like, and I believe Kyle can do anything. Like he can do anything, you know, like, and so I am like, I'm the biggest fan, the biggest supporter, the biggest cheerleader, you know, but yeah, it's that fine line of being like, I'm, I'm so glad you're getting to do all these things. I want you to be able to do it. I'm even the one that he'll be like, is this a bad idea? Like when he starts to question and I'm like, would you stop? questioning yourself and just do it. My yeah. goodness. You know, like, cause I'm all for it, but it's when it comes to like, yeah, just like navigating the space of the home and like creating healthy boundaries. And that's what we were talking about. Like we got to create some boundaries that push your stress into a place where you can, the stress isn't going to go away. Like you said, Jeff, the anxiety won't necessarily go away in the pressure, but like where you create the right way for that to filter out the right way for the, to deal with that, the healthy boundaries for the family life, you mm-hmm. know, to, it's just not consuming in a negative way. I think,
3: you know, as, as our relationship has progressed, I mean, Jen and I used to laugh at people and I'm saying this, and this is embarrassing to say, but we used to laugh at people who we would be like, oh, they're my best friend, you know, talking about their partner you know? Mm. And, um, I mean, maybe not laugh, but we'd be like, Oh, that's kind of sweet, but yeah. Right. You know, kind of <laughs> well,
2: I honestly thought we weren't friends. <laughs> more like
1: only- It's cheesy. Yeah. Like a little say cheesy. like We were only good at sex. That's I was, like, was. I was yeah. like, I
2: don't, I would get jealous. I'm like, man, they're friends. That's crazy. So
1: anyways,
3: I, I, I think that as we become best friends,
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> over,
3: over, over the time, um, you know, that you begin to open yourself more and more, you know even to your best friend and 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 last night was a point where you know I I made this declaration like I don't want to you know this is why I don't want to expose myself or something like that Mm. to you because you know you feel like you're letting down your guard Mm -hmm. as the you know not not necessarily the leader of the house or the leader or or something like that but the leader of what you're doing like Mm. does that make sense and like now I'm now I'm really exposing myself in my weaknesses and where I'm at and then it just it doesn't and there's no solution. Like it ends with like, I'm still stressed and now we're fighting. And like, <laughs> this, is, this is not winning. <laughs> like, yay, this is, anyways, yay team. So this is going to be the current tension in the home. you're no, not tension, but the current like. Working through. Challenge. challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, um, we're coming into a season we know is going to be stressful. We know it's going to be demanding on us. Mm. You know, how do we navigate that? Um, while still being best friends and being good parents and being good leaders and. Being successful, I think one thing that's hard to
0: this is a, just a
2: side note. He can like have one. I don't know if this is the same dynamic for y'all. He can have one of his little like fits. Explosions. Let's call it
0: a moment. Let's just call okay. it a moment. All
2: right, He can have his moment there. That's better. Okay. He can have his moment and then he bounces right back. Like he'll like go out of the room, come back and act like better. And I'm like,
3: What in the world did I just see happen?
2: Like, you know, because it's like Mm. he'll be fine. It's like he just needs like this outlet of like, and then all of a sudden he's like back wrestling with a kid. And I'm like, that was the freakiest transition that I just saw, you know? Mm. And so that can be hard for me because like that can happen in any way. He can have a moment and then he'll be fine and then he'll be ready to like have sex at night. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa like you were just Crazy town and now you're like Hey baby you know like mm-hmm. do You wanna like do it and I'm like No that, I actually don't That like, makes don't.
0: total sense to me actually I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand what the problem is <laughs> Oh my gosh Jen.
2: It's, hard, it's hard for me like, us, a woman. Us, I'm like I needed to like To have some closure with that Complete like freak out And woman. a little yeah.
1: warm up back yeah, to Yeah I know <laughs> A like, lot of warm up
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever that can be hard in generals because he'll just for him it's like just a quick moment to help like i guess be an outlet and then also i'm like having to be like what, but then having to move on at his speed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. all right i want to transition i appreciate you saying that i i want to transition uh you guys have raised a lot of kids you're raising a lot of kids what are like the top things you're like man because with that many children, you have to let go of a lot of stuff. I feel like they're you the let experts. Let go of a lot of like control, the right? Parents. You can't control that many kids in a household. Well, oh, but just lower it. yeah, lower like the standards. So, wrong. what are the things like? You're like, you know what? These are non negotiables in our house. This is mm-hmm. these are the things that like this is how we operate. That you could share with others that we could learn from.
3: Hmm. I think I think a non negotiable for me, and I think you as well. It's unsaid, um, but. Is that we we believe that anyone in our house can do anything, okay? So, um, and I mean like not right now, but like that your dreams are possible. Like like mm-hmm. don't not dream. So, um, my company name is Somnio Services, and forget the services mm-hmm. part. The Somnio means to dream childishly, mm-hmm. um, and it's Latin, and it's it's like the whimsical dreaming. Like, like the the fantasy kind of dreaming. Mm-hmm. And it's just this idea that if any of our children wanted to do something and said like, oh, I want to be an astronaut, then I want to be like, great, let's go build a space shuttle. Let's do it. You could be an astronaut. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to stifle their dreams. Yeah. Like I don't want to stifle any dream that they could have, want to have, even if it lasts a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage them that they can do it. So that's kind of an unwritten rule. Like, you know, another one that we have is if you start something, you're going to finish it.
2: Do we have that
3: rule? Uh, certainly do. I mean, we just lost every single game in basketball. Yeah, we're gonna. If we commit
2: to something, we are committed to it. We coach. We coach our kids' teams. Too, yeah, that's so another. That's a whole other thing. We between the two of us, we coached like five kids in basketball this year. Um, no, I think for me, I was thinking more like practical home, like functioning thing. I really expect and and desire like first time obedience and like. Uh, I just, I feel no qualm with being like, hey, I already told you to do that. And so since I'm having to say it a second time, that's one time too many. Get off your butt and go do what I told you to do. Mm. We also used to not say, but... (laughs) Back when we first started this journey, now we totally say but <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the like, bar. The our, language
3: is totally different. Yeah, from the sixteen-year-old
2: <laughs> always reminds us. She's like, "Remember when like you washed my mouth out for saying but I'm like, "Please don't judge, Tanner. Walk away, okay?" <laughs> we didn't know
3: how to parent back then.
2: <laughs> we were just getting started. <laughs> um, but I expect them to listen. I expect risk. I expect respect too. Like if I feel like there's, um, if they're not respecting or honoring. Um, that's a big deal. And also, honesty. we just had this talk last night because I'm like, it's always better to be honest. Even if you're wrong, it's better to be honest. It's better to say what you did wrong. It's better to admit you will always get in more trouble. For lying about something than for just admitting to it. That's like my rule. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. literally I've spanked someone not for the issue, but for lying about the issue. (laughs) I'm like, I would have gotten over the issue, but then you proceeded to lie. You (laughs) cannot be dishonest to mom, you know, like, Mm. so that's a big deal to me. And my 16 year old and I have a very good relationship, but she's very trustworthy and very honest. And so I actually got to use that even yesterday with the 12 year old. and like, you are going to want to have the same freedoms that she has where she can go. And there's so much trust in our relationship and she gets to do so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, it starts here with us building this trust relationship with, which hinges on you being honest and you just lied to me. So, right. <laughs> you know, whatever, it was a good learning conversation because that it has to be. It has to be built on honesty and yeah. all of that. So
1: is that your um, is that your top let's say somebody's listening and has teenagers or is coming into mm-hmm. the teenage world is that kind of your top thing that you care the most about with you know leading into teenage life is that honesty factor or is there something else that has really cuz I love your relationship with te- I mean just yeah. watching as an it's outsider really I Jen I'm serious I am like I pray that that is true for me and my daughter and seeing that with you guys is beautiful and so I for me I mean what what would it be to somebody who's kind of going into that and wanting that
2: I think that she has made it easy Um, you know when we adopted our, our older daughter Dawn we didn't get her till she was 17 and she was coming in with you know 17 years of Different parenting styles or lack thereof and like a lot of yeah. different baggage. So that was like a whole different challenge and thing. Tanner's been really easy. I don't know that any of our other kids will be as easy as Tanner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's like the first child and yeah. Yeah. She's a rule follower. She wants to please, like she wants to make us happy. She officially has a boyfriend right now. Oh um, hello. that's been new and different. She's me. probably
0: getting engaged in two years too. Let's be oh, honest. Oh you know, Jeff, you know what? <laughs>
1: I, 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 you're stressing Kyle out already. I'm just trying
0: to figure out how much it's going to cost to marry all these kids. That is a whole nother thing that you. Guys...
2: So many. I said that not too long ago. Like, Dave, can you imagine? We've got to get eight kids married, and he goes, "Yeah." When you say it like that, it, it kind of sounds impossible.
0: I, I, I want I, to- I do remember the time that I you showed a picture of your backyard and you had a bunch of bouncy houses. It's like with taking yeah. that many kids to go to a trampoline park just. It's just easier to buy the bouncy houses.
2: To you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I
3: I, want to go back to what you asked, and I think yes, Tanner is easy. Yeah. Um, But I think Tanner is easy as a result of your relationship with her from the beginning. Totally. They have always had a very close, honest relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I don't have that relationship. I mean, Tanner and I are, are close, and and we love each other, and there's nothing there, but. I'm just saying yeah. you and Tanner have a special relationship and I think that that exists because of the honesty, yeah. because so much is built on that. I mean, almost every relationship, yeah. I mean, and we were talking we about talk, exposing, you know, our feelings just a couple minutes ago, yeah. you know, and that's just being honest. And so that's only going to make people real closer. And then and I we, always say, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, we try to talk about everything, you know, so I want it to be that way always an open conversation um, about all the things. And so hopefully that creates that safe place It helps build the trust. I always feel like that's like a two-way thing. Like they, res- like, at least for like Tanner, she respects us. So she wants to please us, you know, she wants to do right. And we trust her. So like, there's this like back and forth balance that helps keep that open is like, you know, when we, when she shows us respect and obeys and honors our wishes, then that helps us trust and build in to her to make that kind of work. You know,
3: I I will always tell people, um, and it's, it didn't come from me, but I bring it up a lot is just, there's. Teenagers want freedom like that. They're, they're pushing the boundaries. They want freedom. And I just try to explain to them that there is freedom within boundaries. So let's set your boundaries and then you're free to go. And those boundaries can move out, 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 out. The more we trust you. and
2: Boundaries are love. And me and Tanner just talked about that with the whole boyfriend thing. I'm like, when, if we, Cause she like wants to know the rules for dating. I'm like, well, we kind of are making them up as we go, honey. So I'm sorry. I can't give you a pamphlet like with all the rules because we're kind of making them up, but just know that any rule or like boundary that we're going to place on anything is not because we don't trust you or don't love you. It's because we love you so much, you know, and because we trust you that we're going to give you the boundaries. Cause then like Kyle was saying then you know, there's freedom within those boundaries and we want to set you up for success. And having healthy boundaries is a good way to, a good step in the right direction, you know, for mm-hmm. success. I think did that you, would be true. Uh, did, you rec-
0: did you recommend like creating kind of a summer boundary where she would end it and then go? Yeah, you know, just breakout? like May,
2: like end of May to like, the <laughs> end of September, yeah, you yeah. Sh- it's a single, like, it's a single season. Yeah,
1: it's, done. it's a great boundary. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> You guys are the best. We have to end with our very last question Final that we question. ask everybody. Uh, is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family?
0: Raise nine kids. <laughs>
1: healthy <laughs> army. Uh,
3: I, I think yes. Um, you know, I've listened to many of your podcast (laughs) and heard all of the different people. But I think that, uh, I I think, yeah, it is. I I think the only way it's possible to make it happen is if you guys are doing it together. So if you're trying to do it separate, um, you're going to fail because you and your partner, you're one and you're moving forward as one. So for you to break off and go separate, you're going to fail. And so as long as you're going forward together and you have the same mission and vision and passion and drive with what you're doing, I think you can do it. Uh, There's a lot of balancing we have to do. Well, Um, and
2: that's what I would add is that, yes, you can, but with some asterisks that you can't, you can't be selfish and you can't have the expectation that it's going to be perfectly smooth all the time because that's impossible. So it's going to be bumpy and it's going to be, there's going to be stormy seasons and there's going to be peaceful seasons and there's going to be painful growing seasons. But you know, it's kind of, I kind of get the mental image of like holding hands and like stretching to reach one way while maybe he holds me steadies me back and then, you know, him stretching the other way while I'm, you know, holding back because it's this this tug and this pull here and this give and this take, like, you know, I don't know what that is, but it just seems like it's this lack elasticity of like stretching one way and coming back and stretching another way to try to meet all the things and check off all the things and follow all the dreams and, and- Another
3: way that we're changing the world, and this is would have been my prediction of what Jen would have said, oh, was that we are changing the world while doing what we do by leading our family. Yeah, you know, through the kids, we are changing the world, and so. Um,
2: well, not. I feel just, like I always say that to myself in seasons when you have to take a step back like we talked about choices earlier and how you are sacrifices and in different seasons of life, you take different, make different choices or make different sacrifices And that's one thing, like when I have had to say no to certain things that maybe are on my to-do list or my to-dream list, I always just think like, you know, there's a time for all of those things and that it'll flush out in the right time. But that um, this is a great job to have and that, like Kyle said, it is powerful in changing the world whenever you're raising up good people, you know, to love God and love others and to go be world changers also, you know, this is an investment into changing the world, you know, and so that helps, you know, give me you know, comfort and peace to know that it's all going to flesh out in the right timing I know,
3: when Isaiah is the quietest president in the whole world, <laughs> we're going to know that we changed the world yeah. through him
2: we'll never speak a word
1: oh. and like like a girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And now it's time for the breakdown. So fun. Yes, so fun.
1: They are um, just really great friends. But what I love about them is they have no fear in being honest and vulnerable with whatever they are kind of dealing with, going through right now, and um, always wanting to learn and grow. I, I, I just love them for that. But
0: Yeah. we uh, It's been really fun to, I don't know, just get to know them over the last few years. We met them at a camp randomly. I remember they came in and they were like, oh, who's the, who brought the bus full of kids with them, right? And then it was like, (laughs) oh man, we just instantly became really good friends with them. And it's been really an encouraging relationship for us over the last few years.
1: Yeah. I think you and Kyle connect a lot on the entrepreneur experience and especially just kind of what we were talking about, just dealing with the stress and the anxiety and the pressures that you feel on a daily basis. Yeah, um, I think you guys have been great supports to each other.
0: Yeah, so what, did, what were your takeaways? Do you want to have more kids?
1: <laughs> no, uh, but that's me. That's my, <laughs> my own personal <laughs> journey. Uh, no, I, I just, I, I think I really like just the, what they were talking about, or Jen, I think was saying that this is a, constant editing, constant reworking, constantly figuring out with every season, with every little Mm -hmm. change. And, you know, I think sometimes for me, I get very black and white and I'm like, well, we said we were going to do this and we should move forward this way. And so it's hard to kind of stop. And for me personally, even if I'm banging my head against the wall over and over I think I have to push through Mm. rather than just stop and editing and making adjustments and being honest with you like, uh, yeah, this isn't working anymore Mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, I really appreciate just kind of that. Like she even said later at the end, it's like this elastic bending that kind of is constantly happening. Yeah,
0: I really liked that. I hadn't I don't know if we've ever really talked about it like that where it but I, I liked the you couldn't see what we saw. Um, you could hear how she was explaining it, but she was she had both arms like out and holding hands with Kyle. And it was almost like one hand is holding on to something
1: stability. Stability and, is a better and, word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, partnership and all of that. I think it was a really good example. Um Yeah, I uh What I did you that. like? Uh, you know, I think I enjoyed hearing them. Be honest with one another. Kyle was talking about becoming best friends with Jen and this space where you get beyond wanting to say the right thing and actually being honest with one another. Because the
1: opening of yourself, the being vulnerable with the other.
0: Yeah, because that's when you actually get to a place of best friendship, I would say. We've experienced that a lot in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another thing they talked about, the first time obedience. I So this is personal. I I don't know if everyone's going to relate to this. We have one child that does not respond with first time obedience in our family. And we need to, I'm trying to figure out how to, I'm not, I don't want to say which child it is how to (laughs) everybody knows us and everybody will know which child that is yeah how to build this in how to make it part of our life we need that i need that (laughs) first time obedience i heard her say that and i'm like yes oh that's good and how do you do that how do yeah
1: that's funny I I, uh, also connected with the Harvey story and that feeling of um, when they struggled with being helped, you know, Um, I think we're very similar to them in that we're the doers that we we go out and help often. And so that idea that uh, not being able to do anything, not being able to help, but they were so helped and they were so loved on and supported during that time. And um, I just think that's a beautiful time and it teaches you so much. Like the gift of receiving is something that is just as beautiful and just as impactful as you being the helper and being the gifter to somebody else.
0: Yeah. When I started Plywood, being a nonprofit, I remember the first time we hosted like this fundraiser dinner and. Uh, this couple was there that I had never met before. And I, I remember sharing the vision of what we were doing. Complete strangers who've now supported us ever since came up to us and said, Yeah, we're in. And I was like, Wait, you're going to start supporting this work that I'm doing? You He's, don't even. You,
1: you said, Really? I, and I, I
0: remember <laughs> I was like, What was your name? What's your name? I, like, we had never met these people and they were going to get behind us. And that was like the most humbling thing that I mean all these people that support us over the years, I can never repay them.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: And that's a weird place to be in relationship. Mm. But it's yeah. So I've I've I think I've even felt it maybe even more than you fully feel mm-hmm. it. But yeah. It's um yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys for listening. We hope you learned something great for them and uh, and we hope you'll keep listening to our future episodes.
0: Yeah, we have some great ones coming up. They just keep coming. They just yeah, keep so coming. They just keep coming.
1: Please remember to subscribe, subscribe to our podcast so that it just comes right to you. You
0: know what? Wait, wait, wait. Just stop right now, look at your phone, open up the app and click subscribe, subscribe right now. Okay, thank you. You did that. That's good. All
1: right, that's another episode of Love or
0: Work.
2: This
3: episode was produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.